finger yeah, don't finger fuck your phones during the actual show. If you need to make a call, go outside or go to the bid, but don't uh, be distracting. Unless you're tweeting, hey, Boogie's so awesome. That's that's something you can do. If you want to tweet how <laughs> awesome I am during the show, then we will allow for that distraction from our awesomeness. But other than that, just basically you all just sit there and take in me. Oh, that's, that's not it. what we meant. That's right, Abyss. Just we did not mean take that. in me. Just feel me. Just feel the presence <sighs> of me. Everyone, taking a deep breath. <gasps> me. Ew. <laughs> what was that smell? <laughs> you guys are dicks. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it. Please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, perverts. I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. I'm Sandra. <laughs> we forgot to tell her that all important part. <laughs> you just, I, she, she, she picked up on it. We just pointed, <laughs> and Sandra got it. <laughs> Fucking right on top. She is a mega goddess, ready to go. I am Count Boogie, and this is goddamn show 80. I love it when... Because it's a multiple two, it's eighty. Uh, it's it's a lot it's of fucking shows. It's always got to be something with you. Yeah. It's not always, but yes. eighty is important because it's eighty. It uh-huh. is. It's that means we've one look every fucking week <laughs> that you and I survive sitting three feet away from each. Not is, even three feet. Look, there is your arm. Ew, there get is your, your finger arm. away from me. There is your yeah, arm. Do you know what that finger's me. been? Do you know where it's been? Do you know where it's been? Do you know where it's been? It's been inside a. You know, I saw I saw a site somewhere. It said like. Uh, episode 148 or something. Oh, God. What? 148? Yeah, of Perverted Podcast. No. And oh, my God. Guys. Really? Was this a premonition <laughs> was... of the future? <laughs> oh, Jesus something Christ. Something the future. <laughs> oh, no. 68 more fucking weeks of <laughs> Kathy. Hey, hey. <laughs> what? Well, I mean 68 more joyous weeks. Uh, that's right, mister. <laughs> You two done? What? Did you see what Abyss did to herself? I, mm. Did you just slobber all over she yourself? Did. I all... took you in. Oh. <laughs> see again. <laughs> mm. Hey, <laughs> don't report. Did you even see? I saw someone put a sloth. Did I put a sloth picture Is above? There... I didn't know it was you, actually. I, I figured it was Mark. Actually. I think about you. No, because the, it's the telltale neon duct tape that he put it up with. <laughs> Shut That's up! boogie. <laughs> neon duct tape is cool, and then you always know it's duct tape. No, actually, uh-huh. I figured if it was boogie, it totally would have been like spray insulation. Ah, no, it would have been laminated. Yeah. <laughs> it's the laminated. Fucking boner for laminating. <laughs> Unger! What? Oh. What? <laughs> How many people do we have in the chat room? Right now, besides me and Mark, we have six. Hooray! Wait a minute. Wow. That's We're not going hunger. down. I can't see. Or- Is that Arnold? Yeah! Oh. Arnold. Oh, <laughs> this week, we it's do- live in the Perverted Podcast <laughs> chat room. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why, God, former governor of California. That is right. The governator. <laughs> the governator. <laughs> well, uh, anything going on in the chat room? Uh, we're mostly talking about how it's a, like a meeting of Kingsters Anonymous. Oh, oh. Jesus. Ah, K.A. That's good. Oh, I like that. Or Kingsters Anonymous. That I is don't awesome. know. So they're all chain smoking and drinking coffee? Yeah, that's pretty much what yeah. happens. 
Well, tell them we have a hell of a show today. I already have. We have uh, <laughs> our special uh, every now and again. We get a guest host to come in to actually come in and tolerate us. We don't really tell them about the show. We just say, no, no, it's really good, and we'll plug your site. Um, we have uh, with us today somebody who is kind of uh, online as like a like kind of an institution at Threshold, somebody that is uh, is intertwined in the workings of Threshold, someone that's volunteered for years at Threshold. Who hosts a party. Who hosts uh, our tease party at Threshold. Today, ladies and gentlemen, perverted podcast guest host, Sandra. Woo! Thanks, Boogie. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been here since 2004. So it's <gasps> wow. been a long time. It's longer Threshold than me. Threshold has only been in this facility since 2003, so you were here right at the beginning. Woo! Right at the start. When they, when they got I the building. Ms. D. And Gravel tits. Stop <laughs> calling her that. Hey, she really doesn't talk like that. <laughs> she totally talks like that. She really does not. Yeah, so it's been a while. I've been I'm uh, hosting the tease party. Now, what is the tease party? The tease party is the cross dressing and trans party. It stands for something, doesn't it? T e a s e. Yeah, uh, Jessica came up with it. it's for um, trans erotic adventures and social exchange. Damn, it's all classy. It's all shit. smart. It's a party <laughs> and yeah, a half. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like tigers, ethereal ass. Give it Sausage. Oh, I'm like, why were you stop. looking? I like how he's making Easter direct, eggs. like direct eye contact at me. Like, I'm going to help him out yeah, with this. Please don't. You don't have Easter eggs in the name. No, no. But there's no Easter eggs. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we do it four times a year, four or five. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a great party. It it's is a good very party. it's very laid back. You know, it's um, maybe one of the smaller parties, 40, 50 people. So it's not real overwhelming. It's really good if um, for newcomers. That's Obviously, what I was going to say. You have a lot yeah. of people that want to cross-dress for the first time. or right. so you, you get a lot of people come in. Yeah, so we get a lot of newcomers. Um, and there's, there's some just regular threshold people who come because it's not so packed that they can usually get into a room. Okay, I've right. heard people say that. It's a, it's a yeah. nice, quiet party. You're, you, you get a good amount of time in the rooms. and it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes you can be in the room like all night. You know? Damn. Yeah. And the other, the other nice thing is we're... Uh, I've heard because it's uh, really serving a specific part of the community. So it's it's nice that it's kind of serving a community part of the community that doesn't always get acknowledged. Right. So yes. If you're a cross dresser and you're in the scene, you're you're kind of on the edges of the scene. Mm-hmm. There there tends to be that, that there's that tendency. So um, yeah. So this party is really great for that. Um, yeah. So. Come on out. So come on out. <laughs> Just come on out. Well, we're going to yeah, definitely, we have a lot of questions to ask you. Um, you get to be our uh, our trans authority, our trans, trans cross-vesting. Tra- now, you it's identify like- as a transvestite. Uh, yeah, I I like the word transvestite. I don't use it a lot. I'd say I probably identify as a cross-dresser. Okay. You know, I would say... I would say I'm on the trans continuum. Um, if that is, if you see it as a spectrum, then I'd say yeah, I'm probably like um, like a transsexual might be a ten. I'm probably like a two. See, I was you hoping know? you were to go like color spectrum. We'd be like, I'm a chartreuse. <laughs> I'm a chartreuse oh cross So really? we're, we have lots of questions uh, that we're going to be asking in a little bit. Um, we're going to move on to Arnold. What? Arnold, will you be attending um, AdultCon with us this weekend? Yeah, I will this weekend. It'll be fantastic. 
Do you know that there's going to be a clown there named Topsy the Clown? I do. I know him personally. <laughs> okay, this is it. I know Kathy and Abyss are ad nauseum sick of the preparations <laughs> that Unger and I and we've and Kathy and we've been doing for Adult Con. It is finally here. It is here. Oh, it is shit. finally here. It is here. Come on. Hey. <laughs> oh, wait. That was this weekend? This is. <laughs> Shut up. It's this weekend. You're going to be there. You're going to beat people and teach classes with me and stuff. Um, this is Adult Con, Los Angeles Convention Center. It is uh, December 16th, 17th, and 18th. Go to adultcon.com. It is a giant, basically, porn star adult film talent kind of gathering where hundreds of porn stars go and people go to meet them and take pictures and stuff like that. And there's vendor booths and whatever and perverted podcasts. And Threshold. And Threshold (laughs) and perverted podcasts sponsored by Threshold has been given a 30 foot by 30 foot booth where we are going to have the perverted podcast playground and we're going to teach some basic classes, you know, role play, wax play, spanking, uh, you know, we're going to do a BDSM panel. There's going to be uh, erotic massage. Taster booth. And then, of course, taster booths where we're going to actually, you're going to actually, if you've ever wanted to try spanking or flogging or wax play or violet wand or those types of things, we're all going to be there. All the perverted podcast freaks from the show are going to be down there uh, giving you samples and talking to you about kink and BDSM. So it's a lot of fun. It's a huge event. The billboards are everywhere. uh, And we have been preparing so hard for this. Um, It's finally here. I'm just pumped. I'm excited. <laughs> We're Arnold exhausted. is excited. I am pumped. I am feeling the pump. Arnold is feeling the pump, which I'm sure at AdultCon you could purchase a uh, pump. pump. You could yeah. purchase some sort of vaginal or penis pump because they will have stuff there to, for sale. Or even feel it. Or, yeah. or even feel it. Absolutely. Ooh. So um, a very just really excited <laughs> that it's finally here. We've been preparing. So uh, if you're in the Los Angeles area, come on down. Come say hi to us. And uh, see a lot of porn star titties. Porn star titties. Porn star titties. Uh, erotic massage, you say. I will be teaching, <laughs> yes, I will be teaching uh, erotic massage. Very good. Is that a, like a happy ending massage? <laughs> it, now, now it can now, be. Now. Now, notice I like all of a sudden start getting all backpedally. I'm like, <laughs> now then, uh, Sandra, that's not necessarily how it goes professionally. But no, in non-professional, fuck yeah, happy endings are great in erotic massage. Or just doing the push, pull, and the tease to get some aroused to the point to where you can have sex with them. And I mean, can they do that at Adult Con? I will be giving no happy endings. Mark <laughs> will be my demo uh, bottom. Okay. I will be more lecturing on it. There will be no actual sex <laughs> at, but I will be suggestive selling sex uh, when uh, my students or people that learn uh, when they go home and practice it. But no, there's no, you can't even, uh, you have to have your nipples covered. Right. No, so you can, you can sign up for a session later, though. Yeah. yeah. Boogie will yeah. slip you a card. I'll slip you a in. card. <laughs> Just give handies in the parking lot. It's not on the facility. Ew. What? <laughs> hey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks, Kathy. I'm not exactly fucking rich, you know. Oh, my God. I'm not know. even exactly rich. You. What? S. That's the Pussy Cookie song. I, I the Pussy Cookie uh, song. So what the hell are Pussy Cookies? <laughs> oh, Sandra oh, doesn't no. know what Pussy Cookies Well, Sandra, I am Sandra, Sandra, Sandra. 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 Sandra, I'm glad you asked because Pussy Cookies are pretty much amazing. It's something I kind of, you know, a little thing I made up. <laughs> Just uh. me. And uh, it's pretty much, shut up, don't look at me like I'm a douche. Well, you, you are, are a douche. 
So pussy cookies, basically, you take... Shut up! Don't wave your... I saw that! God damn it. Whatever you call yourself, we still don't have a name for you. Smartass. So pussy cookies are basically, you roll up cookie dough in plastic, roll it end over end, and just bury it in plastic wrap. You put it in condoms. You now have a dildo, D-O-U-G-H. I made that. Oh, my God. And then you put it inside someone until they come in their pussy. And then you take it out, and you unwrap it, and you bake cookies with it, and you hand them out to everyone. I see. Very it's good. very bizarre, and only the mind of Boogie could figure that. Out. So we've had actual pussy cookies parties here, but it's um, all sealed up in a condom. It's all yeah, it's yeah. all sealed up. Okay. Well, it's wrapped it's, like it's eleven times, mall, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so more just the idea of where it's been. This it's is an absolutely yeah. exactly. Right. So it's an yeah. insertable, and I have tried my best to make it something that is fun because it's fucking sex and cookies, right. and like. Those are things people like, so it's not like something that should be done once. Because I listened to some of the other shows, I still couldn't figure out what they were. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know. So now, and I always have like 10 or 12 dildos in the freezer ready, you know, for anyone I can basically manipulate. But why is it under Potato Mayhem? Why are you bringing this up again? Because... Because this weekend, he was really excited because he got to do it again. Because oh. yeah, and it wasn't just it was literally it was like we got a whole room. We did the medical room last uh, at market party last Saturday. It was Hollywood Daddy and Renata, mm-hmm. and then um, it was uh, me and Mark, and then a new friend of ours that just happened to be there that didn't really know me at that well, but really liked the idea of which in your case is an condition. advantage. But yes, just so uh, yeah. <laughs> now, have you done say anal cookies? <gasps> um, then it would have a different name, famous <laughs> anus, or ah, uh, that's if, I, feel bad. Like, I feel like you'd have to. Do hey, brownies. I didn't make that one, but someone sent that, and yeah, that was that amazing. Was, that that was, was amazing. So yeah. I'm sure you could do them anally, but I just think the appetizing yeah. uh, visual. <laughs> it's a, it's not as, when you offer it's just not as yeah yeah it's just not double fudge. You know the jokes write themselves. It's just not edible. We just try to keep it to pussy cookies. So is that when I came into the kitchen and I saw all those little burnt pieces of cookies on? Yeah, that's what you're talking about. They go, Sandra, they go, I mean, we had three different rolls of cookies, and they were gone in oh, like yeah, I did, um, 40, uh, see? Come on, you're in a it, dungeon, and there's warm cookies. Yeah, so uh, I want to do this every month of my life. <laughs> I don't think anyone's, who, who here would get sick of having cookies every month, well, once not, a month? No, not me. Just, okay? You really would? Fucking sugar junkie? <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, I don't care. Whatever. Just another day on Fat Life with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. It is freaky. The type of things you see on Fat Life will leave you happy, horny, enlightened. Or possibly perplexed. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Unger was rocking that. Yeah, jingle. he was. Did you see him? He was. Unger was a giant. He was doing bunny a little dance and everything. It was awesome. But that's Arnold. That's not Unger. It's Arnold. Is, Arnold. Wait a minute. Who's over there? Arnold is over here. <laughs> All right. Well, he was doing. Hear me awesome now. Believe dance. me next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Saturday Night Live, right? Hear me now. Believe me later. <laughs> 
After Adult Con, we're going to be the talk of Adult Con. Oh, oh we're, they will oh, we'll be talking. Be, well, they'll be talking something. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be saying, please, uh, thanks for being back. here. <laughs> you know, we're actually going to pack up town. We're never going to be here again. We're going to see all the billboards. Hey, wait a minute. I thought they wanted us. That's not true, Boogie. No, Come they're going to love us. We're going to be so fantastic. Next year, it's going to be the perverted podcast Adult Con. <laughs> That's right. All the billboards. Wow. We get first That's billing. Inspiring. We get first billing. Billing. Exactly. All right the billboards. Exactly. And then just pictures of, nope. you know, Unger and I. So Fet Life stuff. Yeah, Fet Life stuff. <laughs> uh, we, you know what? We've done it again, right? We, we went from Fet Life stuff jingle straight into talking to Unger like we normally But it's Arnold. <laughs> to Arnold. It's fucking Arnold. Okay, so our first post is uh, by Miss Catholic. Did you guys <laughs> see the spelling of that? It's Kath O. Lick. L-I-K, L-I-C-K. L-I-C-K. It's adorable. Nice. She wrote a post called This Thing Called Love and PhDs. So she's talking about how in 1990 she comes out as a lesbian. And she says, it was thrilling. I draped myself in lesbian symbols, stopped wearing a bra, kissed a lot of women. I had arrived. I had my PhD in lesbianism. And then she discovers in her journey the butch femme dynamics, which let me tell you, personally is one of my favorites because the first woman I ever fell in love with was a butch. I, I actually referred to her as a leather dyke and that is the most awesome dynamic. And so she says, this was even more exciting. Uber masculinity colliding with Uber femininity. I used to be so frightened of men, but in my newly polished feminine skin, I became so powerful. And so she continues in her journey and uh, the inevitable happens. She begins to try some kink. And uh, she figures that because she's femme, she should be a sub. So she says, this is it. I have my PhD in queer submissive high femininity. Nothing's going to stop me now. The change continues. (laughs) The evolution. Uh, Finally, she discovers that she has an attraction to trans men. Uh, She says, I am now being read as a straight woman because of who I am with. To society, a man. To my community, a genderqueer partner. Until finally, her partner comes out as a gay man. They decide to stop having sexual relationships. She jokingly says, my lack of penis and body hair may have been a factor. And they open up their relationship. And so while her her partner starts looking for a strong, hairy bear to snuggle up to, she figures, fuck it. Why not give cisgendered men a go? And she says, my God, there were so many to choose from. So much fun. This was it. I had my PhD in every (laughs) fucking thing. Nothing was going to stop me, which is hysterical. This is how she finishes her post. She says, fast forward to today. I now have a wonderful transgendered vanilla partner and a wonderful cisgendered dog pet kink partner. Everyone knows about each other. My identity doesn't waver I love labels. I am fierce about being a dominant, queer, pansexual, fat, sexy moron. But the social constructs of society prevent me from acknowledging my polyamory, and I want to tell everyone about my loves. Alas, I don't feel like I can. There is judgment lurking. So have I arrived? It feels like it. It also feels like I am back in the closet. But actually, who cares? I think I've arrived. I have my PhD in knowing that I love who I love. You know, motherfucking golf clap right there. Yeah. <laughs> Just a motherfucking golf clap. I think every one of us loved that I, I, Yeah, I mean, this one was so fucking cute. I really, I really loved this one. Just because you could li- like, and it's, uh, for most of us, at least, I think at this table, and I don't want to alienate anyone, but 
especially if you if you watch if you grew up at least around in the 90s you could literally see this transition like i almost watched it as like um like you could see like people starting to come out you know um um as gay and you could like watch almost like people demanding their rights and you could almost like almost watch this uh the the transition uh, from one to the other to the other to the other and i'm like and i i, I just applauded as every step as she she was like no nah, i'm gonna keep doing this and then like just the fact she never stopped and she was like fuck it i'm happy here i'm happy here i'm happy here and she never at one point said you know what i should i should probably stop because this this isn't this isn't you know this isn't for me or this isn't for me actually no there was one part where she's like i'm gonna try this dominant thing oh wait no that wasn't it (laughs) (laughs) but at least i tried yeah but she's like "Ooh, but hey i'm a service top (laughs) but no I, i really had to applaud every aspect that um she never she never stopped because she said oh society isn't happy with where i'm at like I just had to, which is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. It's not no. an easy thing to keep going with what you want to do, despite the way people are seeing you and these labels that maybe don't fit on you 100 percent. I, I don't have such a checkered past as this. I wish I did because her history sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but um, I remember coming into the kink community in, in 2007 thinking, I'm pretty sure I'm a switch, and let's just leave it at that. And before you know it, it's, you know, 10 years later, and I've got, you know, a a guy that I play with who's a puppy, who then we switch, and he totally does the master-slave thing on me, and then sometimes I service top, and I consider myself pansexual, and then Mark comes along and says, oh, no, it's demisexual, and before I know it, (laughs) I'm inundated with labels and different different combinations of who I was in the beginning. And it can be tough with somebody like this who has, I mean, I, I really resonated when she, she said that um, to the kink, to the, um, she's talking about the guy that she's with. And she says um, to this society, he's a man to my community, a gender queer partner. And I identify, I, I don't identify with that, but I remember the, I, I had a girlfriend for like five years and I remember her and all of the older lesbians getting together going, God, it's so complicated. <laughs> it's no longer, I'm just gay. Where are all of the straight up lesbian women? <laughs> now it's got all these different labels <laughs> and names and they were kind of, you know, lamenting the loss of, of, of just when they were younger having come out. And it was just simple. You you were thought of as straight and you come out of the closet and you're gay. <laughs> Ta-da! I thought it was interesting how coming out as, as Polly is so much tougher. Yeah. She's come out about so many things. They, uh, you know, I would think, well, Polly is just one more thing. But, you would think uh, so. That's the one that gets the judgment. Yeah, yeah it seems to. That's the, I, although I'm not Polly, but I can't even keep a monogamous relationship going <laughs> for a few Woo! months. <laughs> Failed <laughs> relationships, yeah! <laughs> that is interesting. She draws the line at Polly. She's going to come out as gay, but when it comes to Polly, she's not going to tell anybody. Well, I don't think she necessarily said she wasn't going to tell anybody. I think it just it's this. I think it's just her next hurdle, mm. and it's the next societal hurdle. Uh, hurdle. I, Go I, ahead. I, 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 <laughs> he always holds himself back until he can't anymore. What? No, I obviously I I have a a, a kindred 
attachment to this person because this is somebody who has fearlessly explored themselves. I may not have explored a lot of sexual orientations, but boy, I sure have gone through a lot of personal changes from, you know, abused kid to Christian preacher to psycho drug addict to uh, all the different things that to atheist activist kink educator here, blah, blah. So I really, man, I resonate with people who are brave enough to just stand up because throughout that entire journey, the voices were there. The voices were there telling me not to be myself, to not explore, to not be adventurous, to not have my own personal evolution, that that's not what you're supposed to do. And and there was many voices that told me through everything. And that takes a lot of courage because you're going to be leaving people behind. You're going to be leaving people behind that um, are toxic to your evolution, not because they're necessarily a bad person, but because they can't embrace change. They can't embrace change around them. There's some people that are like, hey, this is the way I am, and I totally get that you're evolving, and let's just see what happens with you. I cannot tell you how many relationships I started where they're like, oh my gosh, you're so fun and interesting and you do all these voices and blah, 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 blah. And within literally, like you could almost put your watch to it within like eight weeks, it would be like, hey, uh, is there a time when this roller coaster just sort of straightens out a little bit? Nope. And I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> this, I gotta follow nope. the evolution. So <laughs> it's, it takes a lot of courage to make a decision in your life that, you know what, there are people that I have flat out just left behind, good, bad, or indifferent, because they couldn't handle And a lot of times what happened is people would then, because they don't want to change, they don't want to feel, or they feel guilt that they think they should be evolving, but they're not evolving, then they start judging what you're doing and trying to make you look like you're doing something wrong for constantly wanting to reinvent yourself and evolve and change and try new things. So it's, I really, when I read this, it, it literally brought me back over my whole life from childhood to this point. So uh, just to know that there's always going to be people left behind because they don't want to change but that doesn't mean you don't go up the mountain it just means there's going to be less people who are open to your evolution that are higher up the mountain but fuck man the view is so much better up here it really is yeah it was good it was good i i agree with you i the thing i love the most about this is how fearless she was and she just continued and that's a long fucking journey if she started in 1990 she comes out as gay and from the rest of the post, you could tell I mean, she, her family did not really, uh, yeah, it wasn't yeah, they, a good yeah. thing. It wasn't a good coming out. <laughs> well, I also really like the fact she kind of circled around, too, where she, at no point, like, did she say, because in, like, in my journey, I definitely found stuff where I was like, hey, I like this. I like this. Well, no, too much, too much, too much, too much. Like, circle it around, circle it around. Too much. Rain the sin. <laughs> We're going to back that up a little. <laughs> like, I'm interested too much. <laughs> yeah, but you never know when you start the journey where, like, where you're going to. Where are you going to end up? What you're going to find along the way? All those different little things that. Well, I, that's the thing I liked about hers, where she she never like closed down, but she definitely was able to kind of like ring it around, and I, I had to definitely appreciate that, and it was something that I really, I had to applaud her for, and I'm so, I I look forward to her being able to find her happiness wherever she is, you know, wherever yeah. she finds it. It was a great post. 
Good stuff. Anything else? Anybody? And it sounds mm-hmm. like there's going to be more ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh more God. discoveries. You never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. What's more mayhem. Do. That's true. One for min- all of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God! That sounds so. That ominous. was very. <laughs> I like Sandra's just sitting, her arms crossed. She's just looking. There's going to be more <laughs> for all of us. Oh really? You never know. <laughs> like the yogi I mean, on the I know hill. There's, there's something ahead, but I don't know what the next. You know step what? Is going to be. That's absolutely true because I think to myself. Well, this is it. Just like her. This is who I no, am. I'm yeah. this. And the next year, like if you had told me a year ago where I'd be right now, I'd be like, you're, you're fucking crazy. I can't see myself doing that at all. And yet in a way, this is it. It's so it is, Yeah. And, it's, and, then, and, and then there's something else. Hey, you're blowing my mind. Coming down. Is this like, sorry, did I'm we just go out. like all existential we and did. shit? <laughs> Seriously, do I have to get the spray bottle? Because I will rain this shit in. Where's your nerve all, gun? All of a sudden, I'm like, you know. No, no, there's another no, post, isn't no. there? When Carl Sagan was alive, no. man. No, stop Carl it. No. Sagan. No, 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 no. Socrates Absolutely didn't not. really exist. Absolutely not. No. We're going in. on to the next one. This <laughs> Absolutely not. This is a post by Annabelle Lee called Why Submission is Like Ikea Furniture. Ikea! I would have picked this even just for the name. Ikea! (laughs) Fucking Ikea. Ikea. She says, you skim through the instructions and full of confidence, you dive in thinking, yeah, I've got this. But then you find it harder than you thought you would. You fight against it, refusing to be beaten, feeling too afraid or alone to ask for help. Eventually, you take a step back, you breathe, you wipe away the tears, and you go back to the instructions, and you instantly see your mistake. When you submit to someone, it's easy to get carried away, to rush, and to try and get things done quickly to prove yourself. The rules might seem stupid, the requests unreasonable. Whether it's submission or a flat pack, it seems that the best approach is to take things slowly. If you don't understand something, check. If you make a mistake, take a deep breath and do whatever you can to fix it. Don't give up. Even if you can't see it now, the end result is worth the effort. Do you think there are people out there who don't know what IKEA is? IKEA, IKEA, <laughs> or a flat pack? No. Well, for, the, uh, for those, I do like the word flat pack. <laughs> <laughs> IKEA is world worldwide. It is, it is flat out. Worldwide. For those of you that don't, but there's places in the world that, <laughs> that are don't, don't have yes. an IKEA. Which IKEA is like a giant mega furniture store from Sweden. And, and everything comes unassembled. Yes. And they everything, come in flat you, packs yeah, and you have to assemble. And if you've ever had to assemble one of those things. And they all come with Allen wrenches. Little weird, you <laughs> weird know, metric tools and, and things that are very difficult. Have, and you, ever, it, have you ever gotten anything from my kids? Oh, yeah. And they're all the Swedish names. They don't translate yeah. it. It's bizarre. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, well. It's, it's there, I, yeah, there. The, they name their furniture pieces, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Fred. <laughs> Some. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> Dude, seriously, fuck right. IKEA. But it's so true. You get one of those things I immediately, I'm like, I look at the diagram, I got this, I can do this, mm. and I invariably will fuck it up. And <laughs> I love how she tied it in with submission because it kind of is the same thing. If you go and thinking, oh man, you got this, you can do it, there's no problems, and you don't anticipate any twists and turns in the road, heaven help you, because you will end up just like she did with that flat pack, just... Mm-mm. Crying and oh, beating no. the ground. And, oh no! Yeah, what? Mm-mm. Oh no! What? So some. Uh, yeah, what no. do you do? You hire someone to do it, right? Yeah. No, I literally. It's funny when I when I start with an IKEA piece of furniture. <laughs> I I start with the. I lay everything out. I make sure all the pieces are there. They're all organized. By the time I'm done with said <laughs> fucking piece of furniture, you get out the duct tape, don't you? No, it is held together by nails, glue. And what and and you know pretty much curse words, 
couple bungee cords yeah, wrapped that around it. Yeah, motherfucker is put together. And I've, I've, I've declared wax. like battle on this fucking thing. I fucking hate Ikea. But one thing I did really love about this post, she's like, because she talked about like, you have to like prepare yourself to like submit to this. And I'm like, well, this makes sense. Like, but she's like, my favorite part was she's like, you have to be shaved and prepared and like wax for this. And I'm like... <laughs> I to don't put wax. your nightstand together, you must wax, wax. your vagina, <laughs> ladies like, and gentlemen, I, perverted I, podcast I, listeners. I do not wax for IKEA furniture, <laughs> but I got it. It was actually I really like the post. I thought it was cute. I I, I like. Uh, why do you guys always look at me? Because you always have that look of I'm about to disappoint you because my opinion. No, will no, be I'm I'm not. No, um, I disappoint everyone, and I do it, <laughs> and I own it. Like the last, uh, you know, poster that uh, we talked about, Miss Catholic. Just fucking yes, Miss Catholic. <laughs> just own your shit. I I like the idea, and sometimes it it comes off as a little because you're really good with you're preparing IKEA furniture and submission. That's it. Yes, <laughs> that is that is right, Abyss. Uh, I am. No. The idea that submission has direction in it. We have a lot of people, and everyone has their own definition. You can call submission. I don't care. You could you could take charge of the entire relationship and call yourself a submissive. I don't give a fuck. That's your definition. My definition of submission is giving up power. If you're not giving up power and you're not trusting the plan of the dominant in that moment, you are not being submissive. You are being either a bottom or you are being, um, there is no power exchange there. And a lot of people really fight against that. And you, once again, you can have your own identity for that. But I think it's really important to understand that in, in a, not just a DS play scene, but in a DS relationship, there is a moment. I see you. I'll get you. Um, there is a moment where, you have to trust that maybe the instructions may not be what you expect. But if you trust this person, if you give this person respect, if they have earned your confidence as a dominant, then then you should be at some point okay with following the plan. Well, that's what she's saying. Yeah. That's what she's saying is that's why instead of just reading through the instructions and deciding you know what is best... And just trying to put this fucking piece of furniture together. I can fucking do this. I I know how to do this. That's what she's saying. Is she's saying instead of doing that, just yes. follow the instructions. And if you mess up, sit down, reread the instructions, and trust that they are how to put this together. Or talk to your dominant. Yeah, that's and see, yeah. And but I understand. I understand. I'm talking about what it is, but I like. I just want to say it not in IKEA terms. Yeah. Because, because I've seen a lot of uh, <laughs> resistance to this. And it comes in, in, in the lifestyle, whether it's true or folklore or whatever, there is a story about the dominant, the submissive, the steak dinner, and the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm. And it is a it is a famous teaching story. And it oh, go- you didn't make this up? And it goes like, I, I've heard it. I would assume it's probably true because you've heard a lot of these instances. The submissive is in there perfectly submissive. You know, I'm going to submit. I'm the best submissive in the world. I'm super submissive. They go into the room where the dominant is sitting and they go, sir, ma'am, whatever your dynamic. um, Can I get you something? The dominant looks at them and says, you know what? Make me a peanut butter sandwich. So that, of course, is too easy. The submissive walks out 
goes into the kitchen and proceeds to pull frozen steak out of... I'll show him. I mean, I'm not going to just make a peanut butter. He is my dominant, and I am super submissive. So the submissive puts together this entire meal of what they think is the best. This is much better than a peanut butter sandwich. This is... this is what they need, and I am going to show that I am the super submissive. So they prepare this entire meal. They bring it, waiting for that validation from the dominant to say, you are the best submissive. How, my goodness, this is the most incredible meal. But instead, what the dominant does is he takes the steak, he fucking throws it in front of the dog and says, go make me a fucking peanut butter sandwich, because that's what I asked for. That is what I desired. You are now becoming the dominant by now trying to tell me that what I want isn't what I want. The intention may be good, but you are not in a dynamic at that point. You are now trying to be the dominant. You are trying to inflict your super submission on somebody who has told you. You have trusted them as the dominant, and you have told them, I'm not going to trust your own words. You don't have a plan for yourself. You don't even know what you want. I'm going, and this happens all the time in uh, social planning where the submissive gets very frustrated. We've heard a lot of these stories. The submissive gets super frustrated because like, I know the better answer and my dominant doesn't. And I'm going to tell him or her, this is how we got to do it and blah, 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 blah. So at that point, There's no power exchange. There's no trust in the dominant. Maybe the dominant just wants to see how you do, knowing that you have a better answer, knowing that you know how to get there faster. Maybe getting there faster isn't as important as showing the dominant that you're willing to have a power exchange, even when it's uncomfortable. Well, those are some harsh stories. I mean, I kind of get what you're saying, but um, I also understand from the submissive's point of view and from her point of view that that is not an easy thing to do. That the first thing that has to happen is trust. Sure. Because you're not just going to blindly follow some dude or, or woman who's telling you what to do if you know that you're in danger or that this is the wrong thing to do. Um, but, um, gosh, I don't really, I think we kind of got off the rails a little bit. No, I, th- I think this is, this, this, the, the, the IKEA plan is talking about going back to the instructions. The directions are your relationship with your dominant and your trust that your dominant has a plan for you. Those are the instructions. I thought I could do this. Maybe the dominant said, hey, go see see if you can handle this. You know, see, here's a task. You know, see if you can handle it. And then you try and then you can't, so you go back for that instruction. I'm not talking about making someone not your social equal or somebody that you respect or whatever. I'm talking about dominance and submission, that the submissive has come into this Scenario, maybe not the entire relationship, but in this scenario, I am going to trust you, the dominant. That's why I'm calling you my dominant. So, in that situation, when who has the power and who are you going to trust? I get, oh, you know what? I do get what you're saying. Um, whenever I, I'm at Creative Explorer's house, I wake up in the morning and I am not a morning person, as anybody who's been around me in the morning can attest no. to. I do. So he says, oh my God, you're not a morning slave. And he thinks it's really funny. And so, but in the morning, he wants a fucking blowjob or to have sex or something. And all I want to do is stay under the covers and sleep. And it's really fucking hard for me to do what he wants when all I want to do is do what I want. And we have actually had a few run-ins because of it. We've had a, f- a, couple, a few times where we've really 
uh, butted heads because I dig in my heels and don't want to do it. And um, uh, recently I was at his place and he said something. He's going to hear this because I haven't even talked to him about this yet. But he, I, he, he wanted me to do something. I was in bed. I didn't want to get out. And he said, what? He said, you know what? Don't think about it. Just do it. And I, I went ahead and did it, even though there were, really there was a par- huge part of me that was screaming, "What the fuck does this motherfucker <laughs> think he is? You're a strong, independent woman, man. Don't just do what he says to do." But I, I, I trusted him, and I did what, he, and it ended up being well, okay. It has taught me a little bit. I haven't quite come to terms with it yet, and I still have to think about it. But uh, that is what you said, really pissed me off but sure. what you were saying was uh, it made the the feminist in me just jump up and go fuck you who the hell do you think you are uh but i cannot deny that that i have learned a lot from having to stop and think and be patient and do what someone else says when all my life i have been independent i i have l- learned ha- a lot from myself even though it hasn't been easy along the way yeah, what you said about being strong and independent, that's one of the toughest things I have with the whole DS thing. And I'm, I'm coming at it, I'm more of a bondage fetishist myself, so I find DS really difficult. And for me, I'm, like, I'm probably getting into some more DS play as the sub, and the, the mental trip that I get is I start to equate being submissive with being less than. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not being okay, and especially... The, some of the play I, I, uh, with a s- particular partner has a certain amount of humiliation to it, a little mm-hmm. edge, not real hardcore, but that that can really spend I me. Mean, you know, it's it's like a, a double-edged sword. It can really send send me down into a spiral. Um, so I, I mean, I don't even think I understand the rules or have them figured out. I'm taking it really slow on this one, but uh, but just that. That feeling of less than is the thing that I have the hardest thing getting beyond. With we DS. do have a lot of experience yeah. with this. We all, most of us, <laughs> went to school and had a professor. There is, submi- there is dominance and submission in every aspect of our life, with our bosses, with our teachers, with um, law with our, enforcement, with, our, with military, with anything. With our parents. With so our parents. That there's that growing up. Once oh, my ag- God, that's true. And once again... <laughs> If that relationship was a relationship of love and mutual respect, you were able to kind of go with because you invested. When If you go to learn martial arts and the first thing you do is you walk in and you tell the master, fuck you, man, I know what I'm doing. Not only will you likely get a little bit of a you know arm twister or something just to put you back in your place. You are not open to that experience. You came there. If somebody is submitting to me and we have negotiated and negotiated and worked that out, they have fucking asked me to be their dominant, to put in the work, to understand them, to understand what their needs are, what their school is, what their goals are in that thing. And for me to put that in and for you to continually take that away from me and yet want to call me your dominant, that is not a dominant and submissive relationship. So there's a lot of examples where we have that. We're always going to, as perverted podcast, we're always going to say, this is a relationship that you have negotiated, that you have earned this trust. This is a loving relationship there, that everyone is an equal as far as people go. But in regards to what the fuck are you here for? If you are here and you want to wear the label as submissive, but you don't want to allow me to take lead at any of these things that maybe are a little bit of a challenge for you, then I don't really consider you, and this is my opinion, you're not my submissive. 
And I, I understand that, but I think from, uh, I kind of, under, I do understand what Sandra says, because I think we have something similar. I'm not used to DS. Mm-hmm. And when also, I first started right. venturing into it, uh, I had the exact same issue you did. I felt like that's going to mean that I'm lesser than you. My opinion doesn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. You're more important than me. And it has taken my partner a long time to really drill into my head that it's actually the reverse I am in charge of you. I am responsible for you. And it, it has taken me a while to understand that. But I understand that, that, that dilemma very, very well. Also, I will say this. And to perverted podcast land. Uh, all of this has different levels. Absolutely. Where you're talking, um, Sandra, there is, you're talking play. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is a very big difference than what, say, Boogie is talking about. He is talking relationship. There right. is also and and the whole and the whole mm-hmm. spectrum situation we are talking play versus relationship versus twenty four seven versus um like where Kathy is you know she doesn't she's not twenty four seven per se mm-hmm. no. she's she's weekend based or visit based it is and and yet uh, lately every time that we get together he's in charge if we're in the room together he's in charge okay but yeah. you also still switch too exactly so we there, do there's switch. So that's why I mean there's 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 so many different levels and so many but so right. <laughs> no that's true that this one uh, play partner I have in mind has such a strong energy of dominance that it kind of, it just kind of automatically, even when I'm just interacting, that that dynamic is there. We will, we will definitely, we'll talk so after, true, yeah, yes. we, we can also talk after the show and there's, and in your case on, it may be a good idea to go to some classes, like some soft, some soft uh, skill classes. Because there are certain people, especially if you're doing some play stuff too, and you're not necessarily involved in the community as much and you're more of a fetish versus but you're getting that kind of like I, I, I hate to use the word because it seems it's kind of silly but if you're getting that kind of energy from that person you may want to kind of reach out to some folks who have a little insight into that so you if, yeah, nothing, if nothing else you can you can kind of she's got gravel tits you know stop it hey gravel tits why are you running over my shit I was respectful when you were ranting motherfucker oh she pulling out the gangster but I'm I'm not respectful. I'm oh, no, he's not. We know that about him. He's a douche. All right, Anyhow. we should go on because that, yeah. those two well, were great posts. It, I am taking it slow, mm-hmm. which is sure. as mm-hmm. as Annabelle Lee mm-hmm. says, is the way to go. Slow yeah. and patient, yeah. and get the fuck That's away from some IKEA. I'm just saying, <laughs> buy some real furniture. They have good kink toys there. Yeah. I, got a, I got a crepe spatula from Ikea. Just, that's that's just pretty yeah, wicked. Oh, look! It's time for <laughs> our. Host guest host topic, but I'll just say it's a guest because it was a big uh, vaginas and paninuses, things we find interesting. This is the random topic we are gonna talk about now. See, it's did you just say Sandra's random? What this is, this is a host. I haven't heard that one before. It's this is a guest host topic, but it didn't say host in it. I feel all right. I didn't have a jingle, okay. Kathy and Abyss are bitch mongering me. Vaginas and paninuses. We brought the paninuses. Yes, that's an old, that's one of the original. We brought the paninuses. So we did start talking to Sandra during Potato Mayhem, but it's you know what? There's something that you said. That really intrigued me. You said, I'm on the trans spectrum, but I don't really identify with that word. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of... I, 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 I use the word cross-dresser, and, but there's, 
there's a lot. I've met a lot of cross-dressers over the years. I've been running trannysintrouble.com going on 14 years now. Damn. So I've met a lot of people. And, you know, there is this, there's, there are cross-dressers, there are trans people. Um, some trans people have transitioned, some not. And, and there's, there's also the, this attitude, like, especially like in bars, I'll run, I'll run into people who will say, oh, well, you're just a crossdresser, which is oh, such a oh, dismissive kind of thing. That's and horrible. Yeah. But, it, it, but you run into it, this attitude that, you know, there's this hierarchy of authenticity, like in any subculture, and you certainly have it in the trans scene. And, but at the same time, I've met so many crossdressers who I would say have a, a certain amount of gender dysphoria, which, and, and I would say if you have gender dysphoria, you're probably on the beginnings of the spectrum of being trans. I mean, I certainly am. I've, you know, I identify as a crossdresser, but I've always carried around this, a certain dissatisfaction with being born male, but it's never been so strong that I feel like, oh, I'm a woman and I'm going to present as a woman all the time. Right. So, but just having that dissatisfaction with the, you know, the sex that you were born at, that's, that's not what a cisgendered person experiences. Right. So it's something. I think it's, I think it's like, like I say, it's like, it's like a, a two or a three on the spectrum uh, if, if it's like a one through ten. Hmm. But uh, I've met so many crossdressers who have that same itch or dissatisfaction with being male, and it seems really common. So, so I, I don't know. It's, well, when was the first time that you noticed that? Uh, oh, um, well, like the dressing and the bondage from, I mean, it seems like it's always been there from like, I remember five, six years old. Wow. Uh, I don't even, like the the clothes... Um, the dressing, I was always really aware of, of how my, how my mother dressed. And I would also notice how difficult it was to get into those clothes. Like if something had a lot of buttons, that that was more difficult (laughs) than if it had a zipper, for example. And, and then, so cool. (laughs) So there was, which is kind of a bondagey kind of thing. And the bondage fantasies, which is, you know, my, my website is basically about, uh, damsel in distress, Western style bondage for cross dressers or trans girls, and the bondage stuff was always there too from an early age, like age five or six. And I assume that it was there in me, but that seeing stuff on television triggered it probably. And because I remember, I remember this, uh, <laughs> I remember this crazy. Disney movie. It was like the Sunday night Disney. <laughs> oh yeah, they used family. to have like yeah, yeah. every Sunday night, yeah. and it was like this pirate movie. And it's it's really twisted, but it was like there was like this old pirate man, and he was with like this ten year old boy or something. And I was like I was about ten years old at the time, which is which made it resonate even more. <laughs> but I I don't remember the movie or anything. But at one point there was like this uprising or something, and the old pirate guy says to the boy, "You do know I'm going to have to tie you up." <laughs> And I, I remember, oh. I just kind of like, I, I, I went pale, you know, it was like, I was like, oh my God, is this actually going to happen here? And, and that's all I remember. I don't know if anything actually happened, but it's, it's so twisted that it's a kid too, you know, cause, cause usually I would see like, you know, detective movies or something where a woman's getting tied up and that was a real, real turn on too. But any, anything that had to do with bondage, I would just, it would hypnotize me when I saw it on TV. Wow. So it, it touched something that was already there. 
Hmm. So can you tell the listeners what, how do you identify? Do you identify as a gay man, as a straight uh, woman? No, no. I would say I identify, I use the word bisexual on my fat life profile, but I don't really like that word that much, but it's the closest thing. I used to be straight. Um, I, 20 years ago, I would have said I was straight. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, so Straight to the bedroom. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know, bisexual, certainly a uh, cross-dresser. I guess technically a psychiatrist would probably say I'm a fetishistic transvestite uh, with some elements of gender dysphoria uh, and obviously strong um, bondage fetishism. Right. Yeah. I feel like I'm monopolizing this. You want Because I have lots yeah. of questions for Sandra. <laughs> but, okay. Because you're like my old school uh, friend from past. And you and I have had a lot of conversations. And one of the conversations that we've talked about is your site is called Trannies in Trouble. Right. So now uh, the term tranny... <laughs> Is apparently that's that's ba- now, that, now that's bad. Yeah. It's like, it's like, and it's hey. like somehow <laughs> negative, and you still keep the name, obviously. So at what point did you kind of start sensing that the shift? Because I know you've gotten some right. butthurt people like, you are misrepresenting, blah, and you're like, I've been in this for fucking years, motherfucker. You know, the funny thing is no one has ever addressed me personally to my face or written me about it. But yeah, it changed a few years ago. Five years ago, maybe longer than that. Uh, but yeah, it's like some people think the word tranny is like hate speech now. And they even they had an episode um, on uh, Caitlyn Jenner's show where they talked about it. And um, Kate Bornstein, who wrote uh, Gender Outlaw, she uses the word tranny. She identifies as a tranny and she loves the word. And other people really hate the word and it's i started the website in 2003 and it was a non-issue back then i heard the word tranny on saturday night live actually i think back in the 90s was <laughs> like christopher walken was using it in a sketch and i thought it was the coolest thing i'd ever i heard it was with like, a tranny it's like hey that's that's me and i thought it was so and it just lodged in my brain that's me <laughs> it was cowbell. I, I, and you know uh, when i started the website uh when i came up with a name i said yeah that's it that was, tranny's in trouble was uh the one to go with and it was a non-issue but yeah i for a while now i've told people if someone came up with a name that was like two or three times better than tranny's <laughs> in trouble <laughs> you might consider I making might the consider migration changing it because i understand times change but but i think you also have to look at the intent of words it's like I've never used it in a hateful, disparaging yeah. way. It's always, even if you go to the website, it's pretty obvious that it's tongue in cheek and kind of used in an affectionate, winking. Sort and it's of way. also, if you look at the source, this isn't like some conglomerate organization owned website. Yeah. This is somebody who lives this. So obviously, if you're comfortable oh, yeah. with this and, and, your site is encouraging, you know, sex positive interactions with people, even though it's, you know, fantasy, mm-hmm. you know, bondage and damsel in distress kind of thing. Right. It's still it's disarming to the term. You know, it's like, oh, well, obviously right. this is the person that's running this site isn't hateful. So maybe I just need to be yeah, less butthurt about some, the term. Some big faceless corporation. That's yeah. That's like, yes. <laughs> I mean, as, as much as I hate to say it, it's it's almost it's kind of like in the gay community where for the longest time calling someone like, I don't know, a butch dyke was 
you know. Oh, yeah, dyke is a dyke huge, is a huge, thing huge that term that it, like it came the, into disrepute, and then and suddenly now it's back. If, mm-hmm. if they you, started owning it, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dyke. I'm, I'm a, a fucking leather dyke. Yeah. Fuck you." Yeah. So it's it's one of those. It's one of those. If you're in the community and you have decided this is your term that you you heart, you know. Yeah, then. yeah I love it. Mm. All right, I have something to ask you because I think a lot of people may be confused about this. Is cross-dressing sexual? Oftentimes, yes. I would say so. Um, I would say for most cross-dressers, yeah, it starts out as a sexual fetish, I would say. Uh, certainly for me, it has its roots in sex. There's no doubt. Um, especially, you know, when you're like a teenager, you don't have much opportunity to, to dress. You learn to keep it hidden because it's taboo. So no one knows about it. You're all in the closet. And the few times you have an opportunity to dress, it's highly sexual. You know, I would dress up. My mother had a uh, closet with clothes that she didn't wear anymore back in this office. And so the rare times that I was alone at home, I could try things on. And um, I was kind of fastidious, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't masturbate when I was dressed, but afterwards, yeah, it was it was really hot, and uh, I would think about it, and yeah, so yes, it was definitely sexual. Over time, what often happens for a lot of crossdressers, it kind of it you get more relaxed with it, you lose some of the sexual charge to it. You know, I'm dressed up here, and I'm not like turned on or anything by it, and. Well, you and do o- look lovely, though. Well, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, over time, it just becomes this thing that you do. You enjoy it. You might. A lot of people feel very relaxed when they do it. I wish I felt more relaxed, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just it's something I do. I've done it. The one negative of running a website is I've done it so much that it kills some of the fun. Kind of loses the charm. It's oh, yeah. Kind of a business. To Anytime do. that you start um, yeah. doing uh, for a living something that you love, right? I think you're going to run into that. Don't yeah. You think? Yeah. Oh wow. So there've been like if I go like you know a couple of weeks and I'm not dressing, it's not that big a deal. You mm-hmm. know, it's not. I don't. I don't really get that powerful itch that some people. Some people write me and they. They just want to get tied up and they want to dress and I can feel the itch. They're so into it. And I kind of envy them and sometimes it's like, oh, I wish I felt that way. But, I, you know, I, I'm not complaining. I've, I've been able to do a lot of, you know, a lot of cool stuff and I've gotten tied up so many times. <laughs> well, one of the things I will say, like I because I, I used to DM at um, like the tease party every once in a while. And I will say it's almost like Cinderella. And it's, it's very sweet because you'll see like the obvious like new folks coming in mm-hmm. and they look so like kind of awkward and like new <laughs> they and have never walked in heels <laughs> never walked in heels and it's and it's really sweet because you see like everyone kind of like pitching in and like okay no honey this is how you do this and mm-hmm. this is how you can you're like no this is how you blend and it's, like, <laughs> and it's really it's really sweet because you can help them like kind of like reach where they're comfortable and everyone's comfortable and it's 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 actually it, it's very nice to see action you know the, the community kind of come together and everyone kind of find their happy place yeah and that's great yeah it's a really great party for for people who are just getting out so if somebody is new obviously in perverted we have lots of people listening right now uh-huh. so obviously some of these people um are getting the itch they're hearing oh, yeah. you talk about this and they're like oh my gosh this is an actual option I'm not the only person that thinks of this because surprisingly, as liberal as, as we think everyone in the world is, there's some people that just 
need to know that other people do this, that this is a common, normal thing. Right. So how would you get started if if somebody wanted to start cross-dressing to start exploring this side of themselves or that dysphoria? <laughs> Well, shave your entire body. <laughs> good start. Good practical start. <laughs> That's a good way to go. Yeah. Start in flats. Start in flats. <laughs> yeah, start in flats. You can work up. Shave your sideburns off. You don't need those. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're the bearded lady. <laughs> right. You can go that look, but it's uh, it's a little more challenging. Um, I mean, you can get into it pretty easily. I didn't. I started pretty late because, you know, I'm old enough that there was a time before the Internet, which sounds crazy to talk about. But I the first time I was lucky in that the first time I ever dressed and got to go out was at the uh, Halloween parade in New York City. Mm. Oh, wow. Which was awesome. It was, and, uh, but I was supposed to meet someone. This is like before smartphones. And I never met them. But I still got I was dressed. So I was like, well, I'm going to the parade. That must have been a great feeling. You're in New York. You're dressed yeah, up. It was cool. Yeah, it was very liberating. I mean, I was scared, scared to death of leaving the apartment and going out there. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was really cool. And um, so, yeah, that was a good start. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I saw it recently again. Uh, I love that movie, but I didn't real remember how much um, how much armpit hair there was. In oh it. yes, <laughs> <laughs> Jim Curry, man. I mean, he did not shave those no. pits. What the fuck? He shaved his legs, that? but not his pits. Yeah, I was like, oh wow. And I still found him sexy as hell. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. sexy. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So, so yeah, so you can get into dressing um, pretty, I mean, there's tons of links and stuff online. I even, I have a blog on trannysintrouble.com, and if you search, I think I wrote a little thing on cross-dressing tips and hints on my blog. Um, But, you know, you can start out pretty easy, and a lot of, a lot of people just start out with wearing underwear because it's sexy, and um, you can get stuff at Target and eBay you want to get a decent wig? I like uh, like you can get a wig on wig on eBay or VogueWigs.com. And um, the makeup's the toughest one for a lot of people, you know. And you know, I'm not the greatest makeup artist or anything, but I, I do okay for myself. You and look a lot better than most. I will. oh, thank you. <laughs> you, have, you know how to blend. Thanks. <laughs> you blend. And there's well. there's tons of tutorials on YouTube sure. for makeup, and you can do drag queen makeup. Um, you know, the main thing is to have fun with it and go slow, but um, it doesn't have to be as intimidating as it is for a lot of people. You know, especially these days, yeah. And if yeah. you're in the LA area, you come to Tease. You can come to Tease, yeah. Come to Tease, absolutely. Hey, uh, didn't you do a book? I did do a book. That's Thank right. You. We almost forgot the book. Thank you, Abyss, for mentioning I that. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's back from the printer like today, and I don't have a copy. It, it, it didn't come in the mail, but. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I have a photo book. It's called Caught with an exclamation point. C O T C A U. Oh, the caught meaning like I caught you. Caught. Yeah. Okay. I, I, right. I heard something else and I giggled. I'm not, not the lie. cock. <laughs> the uh, cock. My book that. is named the cock. <laughs> no, it's the caught. And now that's another book. And these are all <laughs> pictures you took. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I wanted to get a portfolio of Sandra pictures. So that's basically with this one. It's about 100 pages, and there's some text, too, about getting the site going and where it all started and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's... um, You you have a lot of pictures. 
Yeah, uh, on Blurb. Yeah. So um, if someone wants to buy it, it's you know it's print on demand. So there'll be a there'll be a link coming probably within the next month on my website. Which one is it? The what's the website? Uh, Trannysintrouble.com. That's that's the site to remember for that's everything from advice to yeah. the book. Yeah, so that'll to... be coming soon. I want to get into doing like shorter, like thirty-page magazine or something in the new year with material from other people that and sounds wonderful. branch out. Cool. I'm. I, uh, uh, I think we. Have you did fantastic. I know you said you were kind of nervous about oh, coming I'm a on. Nervous wreck. Yeah, uh, really? Right. Do you? I, I mean, because you're just totally holding it together, talking totally no, thanks, conversationally. Thanks. Are you? Do you still have? No, no, idea? I'm fine now. But I mean, no, I've. I, I was telling Kathy earlier. I, I, I've dealt with uh, social anxiety for decades. I'll go to parties and just have a miserable time. Wow. And you just get into this headspace where there's like this voice in my head of doubt and uncertainty and. Uh, but once you get going, things are fine. <laughs> Tell that little voice to shut the fuck up. You did fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thank you. I think that is good. And uh, we're gonna skip bedroom rodeo for uh, for, for this week. We're at the we're at the. I mean, we could go long and whatever. I'm sure. We have some fucking advice, don't we? Yeah, we're skipping that too. Oh we're, my we're, god, yeah, we are long. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been we've been fucking rocking. We have stuff for okay. next week uh, to do because I have to play the Christmas booty song because the video song. is out. I was almost shot over this song. Oh, so no, let's not get overly dramatic. You almost, were not almost sh- I could shot. have been. Sh- you know, they were pointing guns at me, and I'm pretty sure they had bullets in the chambers. You were not going to get cops, shot. Cops technically, when they point a firearm in your direction, they don't want to sit there and have to fuck with it. If you, you know, that's when they well, draw a gun. What were you doing? I was recording. Christmas booty song. Mm-hmm. Well, what would do the song? I feel like it wasn't okay. a happy little song then. It was a happy song. It was a dirty Christmas song. I was in my apartment. It was 2004. I was recording with headphones on yeah. and in my apartment, and I'm singing the same vocal over and over, and nobody can hear the music because I have headphones on. And it's a song about Santa. You know, I'll play it after we do the the reading and stuff. But it's you know it it's like Santa, you know, Santa, please get me laid is basically the fucking song. And so I'm screaming stuff like, get on, I want a girl that'll get on your knees. And I just kept saying, get on your knees over and over and like, dude, ah, and all this stuff. And apparently maybe the mailman or somebody thought I was raping someone. Oh, why would they think that? In my apartment. All oh. the other neighbors knew what I do. They oh. know I do music. Oh. It didn't occur to you that this might happen, Boogie? Oh. No, it really did not, Kathy, oh. because if I would have known that 15 minutes later... Open the fucking door! Who do you have in there? And I'm just like totally like in my after. All right, that was a good recording session. I feel pretty good. I'm, it was it was for my buddy Mike and his station. He had a station in Texas, and I was going to send it to him for that. And the, all of a sudden, I'm like, "What the fuck?" And they're like, "Who do you have in there?" And I there's that process in your head where you have no idea what's going on, but you're like, "Are they looking for somebody? Is there a criminal in the building? <laughs> Is somebody in danger?" That would be you, the criminal. <laughs> Apparently, that was moi. So I'm like, "What?" What do you want? And they're like, open the fucking door. Who are you in there? I don't have anybody in here. And so I'm arguing through the door because I don't want to open the door. They sound mad. (laughs) There's this survival part of you that goes cop yelling at me. They don't even know me. They don't know who I am. And they're yelling at me. I felt very offended. And so I'm like, show your badge to the which I know they're not going to do because people will put their gun and fucking shoot through the eye hole. So like, we're not going to do it. So finally, I'm like, I'm not going to win this. 
I'm going to open the door, and I open the door, and I look down my hall. There was only one way you could go. is at the end of the hall by the stairs. And there's like, I don't know, fucking almost probably nine cops with their fucking guns drawn. Get out of the fucking house. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, well here, well, there's my arm. And I'm just dragged, and they cuff me, slam me against the wall. What are you doing? What do you got? And I, all I can think is, like, my uncle's a lawyer, so I can think things, you know, because there might have been some things in the house. So I'm thinking, like, <laughs> not people. So don't ask. <laughs> so um, I'm like, you know, you don't have my permission to go in there. And they're like, yeah, we do. And they fucking go <laughs> charging in. And just to be honest, I tell the story at the end of the video, but um, I have a no shoes policy <laughs> on my carpet. <laughs> At that moment, I literally had to process, Boog, maybe it's just better to let this one go. You mean just you didn't <laughs> yell after them? Take let, your shoes off, please. Let the cops have it. <laughs> so they go in and they're yelling at me, what do you have? Who do you have in there? And I'm like, I'm singing a dirty fucking Christmas song. And they're just like looking at it and like, this is a long, long 90 seconds going on. And my apartment's not that big. And like some of them just really look like they just want to fucking pop a fucking cap and boogie. They're so pissed off. And and I know the feeling. And all of a sudden, like you hear the all clear because I don't have anyone in the apartment that I'm killing that day. So all of a sudden, all clear. And like one of them leans over and like sees my whole studio. And he's like, hey, you got like a whole setup in there. And I'm like, I know because I'm singing a fucking Christmas song. And you want to hear it? <laughs> and, uh, and so like instantly half the cops start finding this really fucking amusing and the other little veins and these were female cops male cops like you saw the ones that did not find this humorous veins forming on their head and they're just they 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 know that there's no threat but they don't want to put their gun away just yet in case maybe i accidentally spittle on their arm or something and they can you know get off a shot so finally they uncuff me they chastise me for a while and uh why don't you guys go ahead here i'll do the end of the show thing and then after we do all the reading stuff i'm just gonna have it go out all right on the christmas booty song so clap 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 it's the end of the show shut up i'm gonna play christmas booty but i just do do the stuff for the perverted podcast listeners that need to know the information go and that is our show thank you threshold for providing this perverted playground for us to record in if you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. so unusual. Thank you, everybody here who made this show happen. To Unger and everybody in the chat room. Arnold. To, um, what was that? Arnold. Why? <laughs> has it been a great show? It has. It has been fantastic. <laughs> Will I exactly. see you at AdultCon? What? Will I see you at AdultCon? I don't know if Maria will let me go. <laughs> oh, that pussy. <laughs> to Mark and Sam. Woo! To, I don't know these two lovely ladies. Name and name. Name Woo! and name. Woo! And finally to Sandra from TrannysandTroubles.com for being with us here Thanks today. Thanks for me out here. It was a lot of fun. And finally, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Support us. Go to Perverted and, Podcast. And she like, has something to say. Oh, You're my You're messing gosh. up her Shut thing. Okay, go, go. Oh if you have questions, comments, or ideas, <laughs> please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. This was a failed experiment. Whatever. I thought I'd put it at the end. So now you guys can take off your headphones. I can mute your things. And our Perverted Podcast audience can now listen to the song that I almost died singing. Thank you for flipping me off, Abyss. <laughs> Christmas Booty. The video is now you on have YouTube. To be quiet.
Yeah, you can shut up. I'm just going to mute you guys all. Wait, I'm going to mute you. Bye, Kathy. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Oh! <laughs> you just shot me in the fucking head with a Nerf gun? Not even the cops unloaded a fucking chamber on me. This is the world's most brutally honest Christmas song, and it will solve the mystery about what a man truly wants for Christmas. This present sucks! Always the same old gift! Either a butt, ugly tie, or a shirt that won't fit! I'm a working man, I have simple needs, and Christmas time I want a woman who will get on her knees! So listen up, St. Nick, you can keep the fruitcake! Cause all I want for Christmas! Santa, please get me laid! need a special place to plant my Christmas tree. Woo! A nice warm stocking, if you know what I mean. She can be skinny or fat, I'll even let you choose. I'm so damn desperate, I don't care if she is missing a tooth. Pretty please, Kris Kringle, my sanity's at stake. Cause all I want for Christmas... Santa, please get me laid. We don't care if we sound snooty All men want is the Christmas booty, yeah So now I'm sitting here and it's Christmas morn But there's no girl in my bed, just hand lotion and porn The hell did I do wrong? I didn't ask you for gold All I asked for was a frisky little ho 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 you let me down, Mr. Claus, and I will never be the same. I'm gonna forget about Christmas, cause Santa won't get me laid. All I want is a Christmas pudding. All I want is a Christmas pudding now. Big dumb fat Santa. We'll see you guys next week. Why do you look at me like that? I wonder. It's whatever. See you next week, everybody.